Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, how you been? We're back. It's a long one live, live stream and podcast. What a 40 runs running community. Hope you're well. Hope you're um, not getting too cold and too worried about the dark. Now the clocks have gone back and there was a frost this morning and plenty to think about and how many layers you're going to wear when you're going out and if you're going to go out at all and all that sort of business. But don't worry about that now. It's seven o'clock, it's Friday night, so what more would you like to do than just sit and have, listen to us have a bit of a natter about all things running, all sorts of stuff's available. We have a massive show tonight, loads of people in the house. Uh, Toby's here, to, uh, he's back. I don't know where he's been for the last sort of three or four weeks. but um, I've made it back. We found him halfway up a mountain, believe it or not. Yeah, well, perhaps we'll talk about that a little bit later, Alan. Oh, you know, okay. We'll have a little bit of a chat about that. You know, Some okay. folks went up a mountain this week, so um, we'll have a chat about that. Um, Alan's here with his questions and two other people who were among the uh, gallant party that um, scaled Wales's uh, biggest peak but didn't just, didn't just walk up it. No, they, uh, they got their trainers on, they ran as fast as they could up and fast as they could back down again. That's Charlie Hughes and John Burchett Sharp are both enjoying, we're both oh, enjoying their company today. It's lovely to see them too. How you doing, folks? You all right? Yeah, good, thanks. By the way, you can call me JBS. Because everybody JBS. always calls me JBS, yeah. It's just it's not a boy band. There's something about the English accent. It says my bird shit. It sounds like bird shit. So oh, it's always, okay. always better to just say JBS. JBS. Okay, oh, well, yeah. if you're not offended by that, that's fine. And it's no, no, Charlie as well. Charlie, not Charlie. Everybody, it's nickname central this week. And we won't go on about our and the <laughs> old people's own this week. Because you might have noticed <laughs> there's a glaring omission. One man has... Not bothered, but he's, um, well, when I say not bothered, he's uh, taking his good lady wife out to the theatre because it's his birthday. I mean, I would have thought he deserved more than a theatre trip, perhaps a statue or a uh, postage stamp in her honour or something, you know, to uh, the amount that she has to put up with with this running community and his uh, gavelanting all over the place. But 
you know, he doesn't like to be upstage, does he? So Chris has done a little video for all his fans and friends that hopefully Toby's got all set up and he's going to play now. Um, yeah, he's actually set it up himself, ready for me to play. So this is actually news to us all. Yeah, none of us has seen this. It could be anything. It could be. It could be disbanding the whole thing. Yeah, nobody has a clue what's about to come. So prepare yourselves, and let's uh, let's do it. Hey guys, what's up? Sorry, I'm not there again. I promise that after this week, you'll have a good, clear run of all of us being on the long run show. Uh, and I just wanted to say this week, um, thank you to everybody who firstly donated to all the runners who went up Snowden with us at this weekend. I really appreciate it. But also the love that we felt within the Facebook group, on Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Thank you very much. Now, hopefully the boys are doing a good job this week without me. I'm out for Mrs. Ford's birthday. But I did want to say that it was an epic weekend, um, mainly because of the people uh, the runners, as always, the guys in the 40 runs running community and running club, they just blow me away um, to see, what was it, 12 everyday runners get up to the top of Snowden and come back down with smiles on their faces all together, uh, having a laugh as we always do. It was just incredible. It was a great weekend. And um, yeah, those sort of things, they stay with you for a long while. Um, there is a couple of things. I, I, uh, Wilco, sorry if I get me words out. Wilco was asking me about my rant and rave. I'll save that for Tobe. I'll leave that to Tobe. It's not my desk. Uh, but I'll leave that to Tobe to talk about Zip World because that place is a joke. Um, and I think we also, or you guys need to discuss the fact that Toby got disqualified because he didn't actually uh, touch the top. No one saw him touch the top of Snowden. So he's disqualified. And apparently there was a naked man seen at the top um, of Snowden. Uh, on Saturday, and uh, the police are investigating it. So if you know who that is, if you could email the show, and I will code do the email address because um, I've forgotten it. Oh, big shout out, actually. Um, watch this weekend because I'm just in the middle of editing this um, vlog for the Snowden um, trip. Uh, it's part one and part two. There's gonna, It's Saturday and Sunday this weekend, so check that out. It's an F video, both of them. Um, and uh, any more of the show, uh, have fun, boys. Behave yourselves. Um, and, yeah, sorry that I'm not there. I can't wait to get back next week. Remember to send your emails in. Doesn't even have to be running related, even if you want to talk about um, Toby not touching the top um, at Snowden and no one seeing it. Or, as I said, the uh, naked man who was spotted at the top of Snowden. Right, guys, I will see you next week at 7pm. There he goes. Well, that was nice, wasn't it? I, do we want to do we want to clear up these issues first? I think we ought to really. Tide. I mean, because we had a bit of a Stuart inquiry about the Skyathlon, didn't we, Toe? And now yeah. it appears that um, you know someone has just thrown a bit of a fly in the ointment about um, Snowden as well. Now, if I was, I, I'm trying to not preempt, trying to um, preempt your defence, but um, I would suggest that you were so rapid up there and nobody saw you touch the top. That that's the reason why these sort of rumours are circulating. Would that be your assessment? I think it might be an element of that. I mean, Chris has obviously left me a nice name tag. He pre-configured that for me. Not something I did, obviously. First, first man home, up and down. But um, <laughs> So he did that. Just put that out there. Um, <laughs> so I think, I think there is some video evidence somewhere, considering I have one of the cameras touching the top. But, of course, I don't get that. That, that goes 
see Mr. Ford himself, um, never to be seen again except the bits he... Oh, so he's sort of judge, jury and executioner on this, isn't he? Because, (laughs) you know, he could always tamper with... You know, it's like one of those um, detective series where um, the the evidence has been tampered with. Somebody's opened the the envelope's not been sealed properly on the videotape and things like that. It's not even tampered with, it just goes missing. Yeah, we're we're pretty open to that. But, yeah, look, Tobe, I'll back you up, mate. He's not here. I reckon you did it. You seem to me like an honest bloke. I didn't see him touch the top. All I saw was this man who sort of climbed the stairs, wobbled a bit, turned around and quickly got back down. Oh Well, I'd imagine, I'm surprised you saw that much. I'd have thought you'd have been halfway down by the time you got up there. I waited. I was waiting for him. Oh, bless. What a team player. Me me, me and my shorts are up there waiting for him. And (laughs) Al, did you see this bloke disrobing at the summit? Uh, Yeah, there was a a world record attempt. I was trying to become the oldest naked vegan to run Mount Snowden. (laughs) At the moment, no one's claimed my title. I was going to say, I wouldn't have thought there was that much competition. Well, that's why you've got to pick your competition. Apart from that woman in Bolton who did it that time, but we don't like to talk about that. Yeah. So I'm claiming it as a world record. <laughs> Oldest naked vegan at the top of Mount Snowden. Oh, that's brilliant. Right. I mean, we'll get into a little bit of a depth about it as well. Chris sort of like just mentioned um, lots of thank yous and things like that. Um, and the, um, for the support that the whole team got on the Sunday. And I just wanted to say this is my first sort of live appearance since I did my first marathon um, at the Yorkshire Marathon, which went pretty well. I was quite pleased with. Um, anyway, that's by the by. But I did receive lots of messages and thanks from uh, congratulations from uh, fellow members. I was very touched by that. But one yeah, thing happened. More about it. Come on, you've listened for weeks and weeks. Us r- rant on about marathons. Here's your chance. Come on, tell us. Well, tell us um, to cut to the chase. I mean, it went pretty well, really. I mean, I'm sure, like most people's uh, marathon experience. You know, you you do a twenty miler in your um, warm up um, during your um, training campaign, and then um, you get to twenty miles, and then going a bit further is a bit of a bit of a slog, which is what I found. But you know, I was pretty good up to twenty miles and managed to get home. But one thing happened that I wanted to throw open to everybody, and perhaps we can get some uh, response to this. That when I was out on the, it was in York, it was the York Marathon. But you don't spend too much in York. Um, you do about two miles in the middle of York and then head out into the beautiful countryside, which obviously means it's a bit hilly. But, um, the, you know, there's some it's nice places and there's some nice houses, people living in the middle of nowhere. And, things like that. and I was coming across the um, it was about the 17 mile mark. And as I was running along. There's a few there was sort of like a few people crowd and all this sort of thing. And this guy walked in front of me with his wife and two kids who were sort of like about eight and ten, that sort of age. And I looked at him and I realised it was former England and Spurs goalkeeper Paul Robinson just crossing the road, just out watching the race with me. So, of course, you know, me in my sort of like half-punch drunk state after 17 miles, looked at him, pointed and went, Robo! And he went, all right. And he just crossed in front of me and I carried on running. So what I'd like to know from people is, have you seen any famous people while you've been out doing a half marathon, 10K or anything like that? Now, there is one cover. We don't have, don't text in and say, well, I did the Great North Run and Ant and Dex started it and I saw them. That doesn't count. But it'd be great to know if anybody got 
any sort of contact from anybody who's famous who just happened to be watching or you were running alongside as well that would be really interesting to know so i've got a question i thought you said it was someone famous he plays for he was an england goalkeeper man how many caps have you got i got a few up on this on the side yeah i bet you have (laughs) not proper england ones though no but yeah so i mean he runs it was a bit, it was a bit, you had, a, I had a bit of a double take because obviously he wasn't in his England kit at the time, you know, so it wasn't in his work clothes. But yeah, that took me back a little bit. But yeah, it was great. Yorkshire Marathon, quite quiet in places. It was a well-run event. It was very much the, um, it was the first event that I've done since um, COVID that was like the ones before, um, before the pandemic where we were in big groups and we just went you know i was in wave four of five and everybody just went through the line so um yeah it was great it was a good experience although i did have one terrible moment when i had the onset of a cramp attack 150 yards from the line which um i just thought i reached down and reached my calf and i thought oh no this is and then i could hear gasps in the crowd people you know, and then I'm thinking, this is it. I'm going to be that bloke on YouTube. I'm going to be the one who's crawling over the line. But I just managed to keep it together and got through in just under uh, in uh, four hours, 48 minutes. So I was really pleased with that. It was nice to get one with a four in the front. Excellent. So, and uh, anyway, that's an, you don't want to hear me hanging on about this sort of thing. It's not about that, is it? We want to move on. That's all ancient history. That was three weeks ago. We want to know what happened last week. So I think it's time that we got to the bottom of the um, the episode of Snowden, and we talked to Charlie and JBS about their experiences of it. And then Al, you can obviously add uh, Al and Toby. Obviously, feel free to add your observations of what was going on, things like that. And we'll keep together a few of the. Um, I see there's a few um, famous faces dripping in on the comments, so we'll come back to those in a bit later. So, Charlie, how did you get roped into this? I roped myself into it, to be honest. I see um, it come up on the uh, group, and I was just like, yes, that's uh, that's a challenge I'm up for. It wasn't anything I'd ever done before, um, and I just thought, yeah, I can do that. I can get to the top of Snowden, no problem. Uh, so I signed up. So, I mean, have you got any? Have you got any sort of mountain experience, or what about your running? How, how, what sort of um, what sort of running experience you got? Um, I've done London several times, marathon, a uh, few halves, couple of ten k's. Never done any trail or mountain running at all. Um, and to be honest, I didn't do any training either. Um, oh. <laughs> just sort of rocked up at uh, the bottom of Snowden and thought yeah let's go and what about you John oh I saw it I, I saw it and I thought oh great challenge to end the year so I just signed up I, my, I had my 35 quid in I, I got my site set up and I, I was just yeah that was perfect I, I started the year with a, a, a crazy challenge um, so I thought I, I thought I'd finish it with a. With so a, what was your crazy challenge at the start of the year then? Oh, um, uh, <clears throat> David Goggins did an international thing called Four by Four by Forty Eight. I don't know if you've heard it. You, you had yeah, to do you just want to tell people, you know, what's involved? I mean, David Goggins. I'm sure people have 
really as put as a, um, you know. Yeah, he's a mo- kind of motivation sort of fellow, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, he, he has a way. He has his stick, and you get used to it, or you don't. You don't like it. But um, no, the the basically, I I don't do charity a lot. But when I do charity, it has to be a decent one. So it, it was just a good thing. And I got one of my boys. I got three sons. I got one of my boys. Uh, my youngest is at university in Lancaster, and we we, we kind of did it together, but remotely. You know, just linking up by phone. So I'd make sure he was up. And because the, the, the tough thing about that challenge is you have to do four miles every four hours for two mm-hmm. days. So there's the sleep's very, you know, you don't get a lot of sleep. Uh, and, and the, the eating, uh, well, I, I lived off peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for those two days, you know? So uh, anyway, it, that, that was done. It was done. It was great. I, I raised a lot of money. That was great, but it was perfect. I saw that and I thought, yeah, you know, that'd be really good. It was a good opportunity to meet some of the club because I'm a, um, I'm very much a remote member. I, you know, I'm an, I'm an affiliate, affiliated member and everything, but I'm remote. I, I kind of, there's no, um, the, the running club around here is one of those established ones that Chris always type mentions, and that's fine, you know. Yeah. And I'm older. I only started uh, running when I was 48. So, you know, it's not really for, for me type thing. So um, uh, I've only been running for 18 months properly. Um, I did have two years doing obstacle course racing mm-hmm. um, before then, which is running of a sort, but it's broken up a lot. You know, the beast, I think there's about 30 or 35 obstacles. So you're never running more than a mile before you, you have a break. It's a different thing. But mm-hmm. um, I, arthritis in the shoulders and things like that. So I'm making the transition to road. You know, Right. Yeah. Calm down, mate. Yeah, well, you don't want to go back, do you? Well, no, just run up the biggest mountain in Wales. That would be best, way, you know, yeah, a good it's, place it's, to start winding yeah. down, isn't it? Oh, I, we've got to mention Penny, by the way, because I, talk about hardcore. She didn't just run the mountain. The following day, she does a half marathon. I mean, you know, smiling all the way. So I, I know, I think you're there, but oh, well done. Just there we go. Um, but yeah, I, the, the mountain thing was brilliant. The only problem is I took too much stuff. I thought it was 14K there and 14K back. So I had I trained with eight kilograms and two and a half liters of water, and that's what I took up the mountain. And when I saw everybody, like Chris and Toby, had these little lightweight things <laughs> that looked like handbags on your back. And I'm thinking, hmm, this is interesting. But, I mean, the good thing is I had loads of first aid stuff, and, you know, if anybody got splints and things like that, I had all that in the back. I, I had the full kit and caboodle, you know practically attending there so i did have a bit of a moment when you told me it's 14k up and down i was like that's not what i was expecting yeah no see, yeah that's that i didn't I, say that in the brochure did it mate nah. no i i don't know how i missed but but that's great it, it just meant the training that I was doing was was well well you know i knew i could do it i, so I, we're, I at the other, we're at the opposite ends of the scale then so you were well prepared you had you know you, knew, mm. you, you had an idea of what was involved and how much you were going to take and charlie you just rocked up <laughs> Just round. Yeah. Charlie, yeah, come on. Tell, tell the truth. Tell us about your little visit to the doctor the day before. <laughs> so I'd been having issues with my hips. Uh, so went to see the physio the day before and said, oh, yeah, I'm doing a, a little run at the weekend. Will I be all right? He says, yeah, yeah, no problem. Will you <laughs> so be tell him I was going uh, up a mountain and back down. <laughs> but uh yes yeah, so i had a tin of free spray in uh my pack and uh yeah just sort of uh 
give my hips a bit of a spray halfway up and uh, <laughs> got up and down to a uh, yeah a nice big I don't know how you kept a straight face when you said to your physio I'm just going for a little run tomorrow <laughs> yeah well, if they, don't, if they don't ask, if they don't ask the details, then that's their fault, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. It just kind of gave him the basics. <laughs> so you got there, and how how was how was base camp? I would imagine people were well. I'd imagine Mr. Ford was a bit excited. I'd imagine it was a bit. Was there any tension or? I thought everybody was fairly chill. I, I don't know. I mean, I. I, maybe maybe Chris and, and uh, Toby had to, you know, sort out stuff with cameras and things like that. But everybody seemed to be, yeah, it was really welcoming for for kind of a, you know, stranger kind of a guy who lives in his his cave all the time. I thought it was it was great to be honest. Yeah, I think everyone's just really looking forward to it. There's been so yeah. much sort of build up to it, such a sort of a, a period of time really, and everyone and there was so there's so many new faces and new people um, that had just met effectively on the community and and hadn't actually met face to face or anything like that um but so yeah it was great to meet other people and just be out there with everyone and so yeah i think everyone was really looking forward to it and, until we saw the hill which you have to go up before you get to the start of the trail mm, yeah charlie tell me about that i've heard about this it was um a bit of a baptism of fire oh my god that hill you need to train just to get up that tarmac i got to the top of that tarmac hill and I said to the guide, I said, oh, God, I can't do this. And he says, oh, it doesn't get any steeper up there. And I was just like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> but I did. And I got to the top. But that yeah. tarmac hill is something else. It's it's just so steep. And so, you know, this is two, only two or three weeks after the London Marathon, you know, you know, we may lie to the fact that, you know, you got a decent time. You you know, you were hailed as an absolute hero for cheating and no, yeah. for, um, getting up there as quick as you did. You know, did you feel it? Did you think, I've done too much, I'm not rested up? Um, I'd say beforehand there wasn't much training. I think me and Chris went for a run around the trails and then we decided to do the hilliest part run around. Well, when I say around, the one fairly local that had a couple of hills in it um and that that was our training and that was the week before now the barkley one in odiston yeah yeah that's the one but you know a bit up and down undulation um but yeah that, that was our training um and we went there and yeah i mean i, I actually quite enjoyed it i say and i think the run up there is worth it to be able to run down the run down is amazing absolutely amazing you can just let yourself go don't have to think about it Dodge a few people. That's part of the challenge. Um, but it's yeah, great fun on the way down. Yeah. And how is your? Oh, sorry, Charlie. The rundown is just incredible. It's just yeah, breathtaking, absolutely amazing. Just views that just take your breath away. Just yeah, absolute buzz coming down. Brilliant. And, and the um, weather really worked for us because on the way up it was quite misty, it was quite cloudy, it was yeah. a bit grey. By the time we got to the top, the clouds had lifted, and therefore coming down, you got views over the valleys, over the lakes. Toby's right; there were a few guys and girls in the way that seemed to not have read their mountain etiquette, but uh, uh, 
they were just uh, collateral damage as we were just hailing it down the, the pathways. Yeah, I don't think we actually hurt anyone. Just putting that yeah. out there. There's no well, collateral like, <laughs> Temping bowls, wasn't it, the way they scattered? Uh, yeah, it was close. Like, through the middle. It was yeah. close. Over the path. Yeah, it was close. There was a few people that didn't realise that seeing a couple of big people running down a mountain towards them, they needed to move out of the way. That was a little bit... We had a few... Because we came just behind you and Chris, and um, it it was interesting. We had a few parties that thought they could just be pins. Oh, so how your experience then? You, you obviously, you know, you got plenty out of it. You know, being I sounds you were like say being so old. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was just saying that I, I was just going to do it as a sort of like oh, okay. in your. You approach to life, you know, your, years. your veganism and all that sort of thing, not taking the mick or anything, you yeah, know, yeah. like the way you're obviously in tune with it. You find yourself in tune with the natural world. Like that. The first observation, I think the cafe was closed on the way down, on the way up. And by the time we came down, the queues were horrendous. Yeah, they were. Yeah. That was a bit of an oversight. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, you know, talking to, so first of all, the guides, I think it was Ross and Kat were brilliant in terms of uh, encouraging us and, 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 and just reminding us that actually it's a bit of a challenge, yeah. particularly when you can get such changeable weather. You know, we saw it change for the better. But, you know, I'm sure you guys were very conscious that those last few hundred metres, the wind really took off. You know, it suddenly it got did. biting cold. And, John, you made reference to the fact you took all the gear. What's really frightening is there were people heading up the mountain as we were coming With down. nothing. Looked like they were going for a stroll. And a cardigan in a pair of jeans. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. I just thought, uh, You can understand how people get into trouble. And Kat yeah. was saying, one of the guides, it can take four hours to get Mountain Rescue out. And they're doing that three or four times at the weekend, which is really scary, really, when you think, you know, going unprepared. Um, well, it was an amazing experience, guide, though, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely it amazing, amazing experience. experience. And it was yeah. good to do it as part of a team. I'm yeah. sure it'd be awesome to do it on your own or in a couple or whatever, but to have that camaraderie of encouraging everyone yeah. to the top, you know, meeting at the beginning and then, you know, seeing everyone back. And we had to be counted in. So the guides made sure 12 of us left and 12 of yeah. us came back, despite Chris's efforts to shoot off and stuff. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, Charlie. I didn't wait for you to get back down, but I really needed to get back to see Strictly with the wife, you see. So I'm being honest. <laughs> not a problem i had uh, a very warm welcome when i got back excellent amazing <laughs> did you find it hard going then charlie going up yes coming down was just amazing like it was absolutely worth it i think i got to about i struggled till about halfway to the halfway house and then i was like sod it i'm getting to the top i'm going to the summit and uh yeah ross got me up to the summit and it was just the most amazing feeling ever it was incredible um coming back down we i guess you could say we did cheat a little bit because the tram didn't go all the way to the top so we came down the side from the summit and ran back along the tram track so it wasn't so bumpy. We didn't have people in our way. Yeah, that, I dodge. thought, you know, that'd be a good running track. I, I think it'd be a bit longer, but that looked real smooth. It was very smooth and it was nice because, yeah, you didn't have to stop or, or dodge anybody, but you still had those incredible views. So, so yeah, we, 
we did that um all the way down to sort of i think three quarters yeah it would have been three quarters of the way up when the uh tram stopped so we did a good distance back along the tram track which was incredible so i'm going to ask you all four of you to give me one piece of advice that you would say to people who were contemplating on embarking on a similar challenge so charlie i'll start with you uh, don't underestimate yourself. If you uh, you want to do something, then you can a hundred percent do it. Al, don't take your top off three and a half hours and take it up a mountain. Can get quite chilly around the old hill. Oh, John. Right. If you see a steep tarmac road, take it easy. Don't blow yourself up. And Tove. I think uh, all runners wear shorts. Oh, shorts oh, it took him an hour, nearly an hour to get into it, but yeah, he did go up mm. in shorts, allegedly. Mm. Although he didn't make it to the top, did he, guys? No. Well, we've only got his worth for it, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, that's mm. that's a great thing. Um, Al, have we got any um, comments? Have we got a few famous people or anything knocked about? Well, we've got we've got Penny on and Mel. So, big shout-out to Mel, who was part of the gang. Um she was trying out her polls for the first time, so we were a bit worried about how that would play out. But apparently, thumbs up to the polls. Uh, and we're not talking about Latvian-type polls. We're talking about running polls. Slovakians, mate. They're our favourite. There you go. No references to Eastern Europe. Um, in terms of famous people, yeah, we've had a shout-out for Frank Bruno from Big Fletch. I think I saw him at the same big half. I was lucky enough to spot him in the distance. So it gave me time to get a few choruses of Bruno, Bruno, because I went running past him. And actually, this year, although I, I should probably wouldn't really say it because we don't do politics on this show, I did actually hand out a bottle of water to Matt Hancock. Did was you? This year, what was it? Oh, yeah. just water, was it? Well, I couldn't possibly comment. You know, I've signed an NDA. Um, <laughs> yeah. So did he say thank you? I, he, he was just grateful for someone, you know, looking out for him I think. a friendly face yeah like uh, that yeah so hey guys can, can i just mention something sorry, yeah sure go ahead john uh, sorry i'll it's sorry to interrupt uh just uh, answering i saw a question early on from ray and before it goes he's going to do his first 20 miles and he was asking about water how much water he should take now i'd say at 20 miles he's 158 pounds well i'm about 195 I take about a liter and a half, so I'd say a liter and a half to a liter is probably fine for twenty miles, wouldn't you guys say? Well, I mean, it's obviously so, depends. If Ray's in LA, you know, it could be a lot hotter than it is in Hertfordshire. Yeah, yeah, that, that's in, true. Uh, but early November, there, so uh, that's obviously going to have a bearing about, as well. It'll be about 15, 15 centigrade over there now. It is winter time, so fifteen yeah. twenty. You know, it's still kind of chill over there now. Oh, if you're the bladder man, come on, what do you do? How big's your bladder? Fifteen, 15 centigrade. 15 centigrade is about our, su our uh, summer, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Winter 15 to 20. It'll peak about 22 in, in their winter, done in, if he's done in LA. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'll be first to admit, I'm not, not the uh, necessarily the right one to uh, hear because I'm terrible at drinking water or anything on the run. You fill up your bladder. Or one. You I, I carry it around with me. It's weight training. <laughs> I mean, we did virtual <laughs> London last year. And I ditched it at about mile 20 and my bladder was still full. But luckily we had some, had some people en route. I said, take this. And it weighed, weighed about a tonne. Um, but yeah, you'd want a good, a good say, litre, litre and a half, definitely. To, but it, it's, it's keeping with what you're trying as well, and, you know, especially if it's a training run. 
is it's a good point to, to sort of measure how much you're going to use and whether because you can obviously overhydrate as well um yeah that, that's a big issue that. isn't it but um like everything ray i would suggest that it's about um you have to experiment and you have to see what works for you so all these sort of training uh, methods and things like nutrition and hydration and things like that invariably it depends everybody has their own metabolism and their own abilities to uh, digest and take in these things so there's no correct answer and there's no way that we can really uh, you know say you need this you need that you know you have to hardly is you have to find out for yourself really so um yeah that's that's great then so what we thought we'd do is obviously we've got um our lightning round question so if um we do charlie first and then charlie but then we'll have a quick chat about um sort of like your running journey and um you know hopes for the future and things like that and then um we'll pass over and we'll do the same thing with jps so would that be okay Where's she sounds good to me yeah, yeah. Let's do I, it. okay then so we're going to leave you charlie in the hands of the one and only question master alan bowley Welcome back, Charlie. Welcome to the lightning round. Don't worry. You know the answers. There's no trick questions. But I'm going to rapid fire them to you. And you just come with the first thing that comes into your head. Try and make it sensible and clean if you can. Right? (laughs) So, bucket list race. Which one? Chicago Marathon. Chicago. Have you put in the ballot for this year? I certainly have. Cool. Well done. Good luck. Pre-race breakfast. Oh, porridge and a banana. All the way, is it? Yeah. Favourite distance, other than running up mountains? Uh, half marathon. Yeah, it's pretty standard, that response. Okay. Favourite brand of running shoes? Nike. Okay. Ketchup or brown sauce? Oh, ketchup all the way. Doesn't matter whether it's bacon or sausage? Uh, Not massive meat lover, so. No. Oh, right, fair enough. Summer training for that autumn marathon or winter training for the spring marathon? Definitely winter training. Okay. Like Road or trail? Road. Road. So we put you off. Okay. Long run fuel. What do you take with you for those long runs? Uh, tailwind and chai flapjack. I thought you were going to say trifle then for a minute. Tailwind <laughs> and trifle. Never heard that one before. Your one song playlist. Remember, you're running the marathon, four and a bit hours of just the one song. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, one song. Mm. Little bit drum and bass. I like a bit of drum and bass. Oh, okay. So just in the background. No, okay. I've got no idea what you're talking about being so (laughs) on. Toby can fill me in later. (laughs) And last question. Running up Snowden or running down Snowden? Down. Good answer. Toby, run the titles. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks for that, Charlie. I'm trying to marry up the, um, doing a long run, the drum and bass. I can see you sort of like doing some sort of like 300 metre intervals or something like that. <laughs> Keeping that up for 10 miles, I would imagine it'd be a bit intense. I was, you know, when I did London Landmarks, there was supposed to be this um, rave tunnel and I was so excited to get to this rave tunnel. Rocked up there and I was just like, this is not a wrap. <laughs> it was just, yeah, I was very disappointed. I like a bit. So, you uh, put that, you know, when people were on the um, feedback form and they're all saying, Oh, yeah, well, the t shirt was all right, the medal's okay. You were saying you got to sort out your rave tunnel at the 12 mile mark because that is hopeless, you know. So, I look forward to it. And it was absolute rubbish. Yes. And also, um, the cargo marathon ballot. Now, when when's the ballot? Is it is it all over? So, I've entered the ballot and I believe the results come out. I think it's February um, time. But so when's that this year? Is that in October? Yeah, it'll be October next year. Exciting times. So yeah. we'll have a quick chat now about sort of like your running journey. How did you um, How did you get into running? Have you always been a runner or did you a late developer? I did um, Race for Life in 2011. And then jokingly said, oh, I'm going to run the London Marathon next year. And uh, people's response was a bit like, really? Come on, you're not going to run a marathon. I was like, I am, I am going to run a marathon. And I did. I got a charity place for fab kids. And um, I ran the London Marathon in 2012. And I've done seven of them since. So what... I, what you... That's a big jump. You know, lots of people like myself, you know, it's taken me four years to get onto a marathon start line. I'd started with my park runs and 10Ks and things like that. You've done, you did a race for life. And then you said, right, that's it. 26.2 miles. I'll have a bit of that. Yeah. Just, uh, I, I learned from my uh, wing woman, Nicola Brown, really, just to rock up and wing it. Just, Enjoy atmosphere. Not someone who's overly focused on time. I go for the atmosphere, and sort of since joining the 4D community, you know, meeting up with people, socialising, and just yeah, the incredible atmosphere that, that comes with with running. So you've also, you know, so you did your first London, and and you weren't put off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean London's such an incredible experience. The atmosphere is amazing from start to finish, and I think you sort of—it's one of those races you do, and you think I'm never doing this again. And you cross the finish line, you're like, right, sign me up for the next. 
And, and what other highlights have you? What other stuff have you done? Uh, so I've done Dublin Marathon a few times. Um, I've done Cambridge Half. I've done numerous ten k's, um, fun runs. Um, but yeah, I think ultimate aim is uh, I want the six star medal. I want the marathon majors. Oh, it's amazing! I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very inspirational that you've uh, doing all this. But you're still finding time to do things like you seem quite impulsive in that you can sort of like see something like Snowden and then you'll sort of like jump down the throat of it and you'll say, right, that's it. I'm going to do it. Do you, do you ever regret signing up for these things? Never, never. The life experiences, I think, um, I mean, I, I'm, I've really struggled with sort of my mental health over the years and running massively helps me um, with that. So when I see a challenge, it gives me a focus and it gives me an aim and something to work towards. Um, so, yeah, running is is my, I guess, my release. Um, so if I, yeah, I am impulsive and I will sign up for the craziest things because it, it gives me a focus and something to work towards and uh, an amazing distraction <laughs> from... Um, from yeah other things yeah and we've talked about this before obviously about people um gaining motivation and having targets and things like that with your coaching hat on it's such a massive thing to have something in the book to aim for isn't it yeah i, I think there's kind of two kinds of runners that you know some runners are just lucky enough just to to be able to go out and just enjoy it for whatever they're getting that particular day and that's a, that's a brilliant place to be in because it means you just run without any baggage, literally. Um, but most of us, it's hard, you know, particularly going into this time of year. It's dark, it's wet, it's cold. Why would you? Unless you've got some massive target, like, you know, a major or just smashing out your first 10K to, to give you that little bit of motivation. So, uh, yeah, no, I think it's really important to have a, a goal and a realistic goal. Um, but don't you know? Don't shy away from taking on the big challenges as well, mm. because it's the big challenges that do you know stretch you and um, you know make for for moments of absolute madness, but absolute you know joy as well. You know, as I think Chris said in his intro, we all came down that hill with such a smile on our face, mainly because we'd done the hard bit. But you know, it was it was a, a massive achievement to say we ran up and ran down Snowden. Sarah, so, uh, yeah, and and just before we forget, Charlie and JBS Anto, if you look in this week's or this month's trail running magazine, there is a review of guess what, Ben Nevis running. Ah, yeah, okay. Look out for that one. I know Chris. Yeah, where do we sign up? Oh, I mean, Kane, isn't yeah. Well, it's, so, it's, it's, the, it's the three peaks equivalent of the six majors now. Yeah. So we've got one. We've got to get the other two. See, this is what this is what this does, isn't it? You know, it becomes, you, you set these targets like, oh, yeah, well, I want to do a marathon. And then it becomes, right, well, I want to do the six majors. Or I want to do this one. I want to do London. I want to do... It's a way you do it all, do you? <laughs> you never say, right, that's it. There's always something else. And if you're able to put one foot in front of the other, you'll go and do it. 
There's always another one. I mean, we still got the Ultra to do next year, so that'd be, you know, another big step, isn't it, Alan? You come in? Is that-, is that with or without camping? It depends if I get to have a little snooze halfway through. Well, I think you'd have a snooze either way, wouldn't you? It's just whether you've got a tent to do it in. That's the question. Well, I've got a tent. I don't have to expose myself halfway through the, the race, do I? Going yeah, somebody said that there's a, you know, could do a report there from, you know, someone exposing you. Oh, no, no, it's, it's, it was planned. <laughs> I went with a deliberate plan to change at the top to be nice and warm coming down, and it worked. It worked through. He's always on the plan, always in the plan. Brilliant. So, Charlie, what's what's your plan, your immediate sort of like 2022? Have you got anything in the book? Um, so far, um, so that there'll be the big half. Um, and hopefully Berlin and Chicago. I'm in the ballot for both of those. Um, yeah, and obviously Ben Nevis it will be a must. Ben Ben Nevis is now top of the list. Absolutely. Well, we wish you all well. That's brilliant. Um, I just like just like to say that um, we've got. Um, we we'll still take your emails. Um, Can you remember uh, it? Ben? Yeah, longrunshow at gmail and I've not done that for three weeks, and it was straight off the cuff. And I've not got a sign or anything like that. So that's great because we are coming up to the festive season and there will be times when we're not available and we might have to do another pre-recorded um, email show like we did last week. And um, we need material. So um, we can't be relied upon just to stand here and uh, gabble on for 60 minutes. We need your help. So please send your emails. Don't be perturbed if we don't get round to them and we think that we ignored them because they're all on Chris's list. They're all on his jobs to do. So we'll get as much as you can. So if you can send us some stuff, any observations, any any questions particularly that you'd like us to talk about, then uh, please feel free to get in touch. Um, thanks ever so much, Charlie. I think it's time now that we uh, turn the spotlight on to JBS. Don't you, Al? Yeah, let's go for it. Here we go. Welcome back, John. And as a regular well, listener, I expect yeah. you to be super sharp on these answers because you've probably heard. Well, well, funny enough, I wrote down the answers, but I left the book downstairs. Oh. Well, I'll help you out by reading them out again, shall I? Yeah. So let's touch yeah, yeah. real quick. Bucket list race. Boston. Pre-race breakfast. Porridge, uh, scrambled eggs, and black pudding. Oh, that's a big one. Favorite distance. Half, half marathon. Running shoes, favourite brand? Skechers. Skechers, I like your style. Skechers. Ketchup or brown sauce? Brown sauce. Cool. Summer training, winter training? Winter. winter. Road or trail? Road. Long run fuel? Um, uh, oh, I try different ones all the time. I'm on Villa Forte, I think, at the moment. Oh, I've heard of those. Yeah, they're, they're good for us vegans. Yeah, it's natural. Yeah. yeah. One song playlist? Uh... Oh, Bittersweet Symphony by the Verb. Uh, and I'm afraid, because Charlie decided to run down, Snowden, you haven't got a choice. You've got to run up, mate. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's no, what right. I prefer anyway. No, that's it. Yeah. Oh, Cheers. Yeah. Well done. Tobes, run mm-hmm. the titles. Uh, 
another sketcher's devotees. Chris will be mm. so pleased that we've looked after it. And well, you know, just they, got... they just that is that balance. They're, they've got the right balance of price and performance. They're just good. I, I, I don't use them for my running, my races. Then I so far I don't have I don't think they do a decent, you know, half marathon marathon race, but but their training gear is really good. And you can get three pair for around 300 quid rather than one pair for, you know, 250 and change. So mm -hmm. it's the way forward. Ray likes him as well. The happy jogger. Yeah. So yeah, I think we've answered your question. Does anybody besides Chris and I love sketches? Well, JBS loves them as well. Yeah. And just before we move on, Mel's mentioned this. We've got to talk about a zip wire. Oh, yeah. I, think I don't know about a zip wire. I've got nothing about this. I heard it's a lot of the week. Come on. I saw Chris on Come Tuesday on. and. Yeah, well, there's a bit of disgruntlement about the zip wire, the odd bit of effing and jeffing, not happy about his experience. So, please, can somebody fill me in about what happened with the zip wire? Oh, I can't yeah, believe he still wasn't over it by Tuesday, to be honest. So we we we, we went for the we did the uh, was it we did the juniors down in um in Broxbourne on Thursday. Had a nice little then short drive to North Wales on Thursday night. Got there about midnight, I think, in the end. By the time we'd sat on the 414 in traffic for about 45 minutes to an hour. But we won't get Chris started on that one either. <laughs> He's now the head of police for Hertfordshire traffic yeah. unit, I think. I, I just need to say that was because we weren't going to go on the busy M25. Yeah, I can't remember who, who decided that. Hmm. Might have been Chris. Yeah, missing that. There we go. Um, so we went there. We went have nice early. We'd all booked in our, um, our slots for Zip World, um, which is basically two massive zip lines over um, a big quarry in Snow North Snowdonia, I believe it is. Um, got there. It was absolutely hammering down with rain. The paths were lakes. Couldn't see anything except the rain being pushed along and the mist in the in the mountains. Um, we sat around. We registered. We were apparently a 30-minute delay because I had a few power issues. It was quite windy and stormy, given that. Um, which then turned into a 40-minute delay and then an hour delay. Uh, three hours of sitting and, you know, obviously spending a bit of money in their calf. I'm sure that wasn't their plan. Um, that We were suddenly told that um, it, they had all cancelled everything until 1pm in the afternoon. Um, and as you can imagine, that didn't go down too well. Um, although we did have to go and ask for that information. They didn't actually come and tell us that they cancelled everything till 1pm. I, um, I can imagine he was very calm at this point. He was extremely calm. So we went downstairs just to see what was going on, um, decided we'd better get a refund um, there and then because we weren't really sure about the organisation. Um, and it pretty much happened that about two hours later, we managed to get our refunds. We have a scribbled bit of paper saying we'd had a refund and no, no proper receipts, nothing like that. Um, and I think we're effectively the last people left in there. Everyone seemed to disappear around us and get served around us. Um, but they were still checking people in to go on the zip bar a bit later on. Um, and Mel definitely, definitely, definitely didn't rub it in that we hadn't managed to do it, and she had. So when was when did Mel's when when was her window? She had it in the afternoon. She was booked in the afternoon. I think she came oh, that, that morning. So yeah, she got there. And she definitely didn't buy a t-shirt. Oh, so she but... just so you've booked in the morning. It's been called off. It's all full up for the afternoon. Mel House rocks up. Hello, boys. How you doing? Just going to go With off and get the zip firing. She had already done it before before she came to see us at, at, at the um, where we were staying. But, oh. um, yeah, she, the first thing I think she pretty much did was unzip her top and reveal the uh, <sighs> reveal the 
I've flown Velocity 2 t-shirt. Um, and I'm pretty oh, sure play that Jim, made a fairly regular appearance. Am I right, Alan? I don't think it was taken off for the whole duration, that t-shirt. It just kept appearing. Ooh. But, Toby, that's the most politest rant we've had so far. So, yeah, but it's not much competition, really. The four under-10-year-olds trying to keep them occupied for four hours, halfway up the mountain, you know, in a rainy cafe. So uh, we plaited hairs, we uh, painted dolphins, we did all sorts, oh. while Chris was uh, trying to get his money back. So it yeah. was Sounds like a dream weekend. Sounded lovely. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, we're not down the weather for the mountain. So, yeah. So, if you want a good review of what the zip wire's like around Snowden Way, drop Mel Hauser line. She'll tell you. Or if you want an indifferent review, you can go and have a chat with Chris. Yeah. If you've got enough time. Which you'll probably be able to read somewhere on TripAdvisor. Uh, I think if you check back through the Instagram stories, you might see a bit of the chaos (laughs) that was happening. Anyway, let's have a chat to John about his running journey. No, it's not a really long one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I started um, running about 18 months ago. Funny enough, before this show, I, I was reflecting with the wife about it. Um, my, oh, right, quick quick thing. Um, before 1996, I was big into jujitsu and things like that. I got hit by a truck on a, a local A road, which shattered my upper half and, and, and hurt the nerve in my right humerus. So I couldn't move my arm for, for close to three years or get work or anything like that. Anyway, that was sorted. I was lucky enough to get into IT. Uh, I was a builder at that time. I was lucky right. enough to end up in, in IT, a great company that I worked for. They, I still work for it today. Took me on, took a risk. And, and anyway, um, so I got into cycling. Anyway, the, the, the nature of me is that, especially after I hit 35, is that if I don't do anything, I get fat, okay? Not trying to do anything, it's just me. That's what happens. I get big. So uh, I needed to do something to, to, you know, get things out. I cyclist. I was a club cyclist for close to 10 years. I really enjoyed it, you know. Got, um, I was out mountain biking with my dad in California, uh, fell off my bike, broke, broke the, the arm again, um, had to get more scaffolding. Then... 2013 it repairs 2013 i'm i'm doing hill races um for a local uh club i I'm in a local club i get hit by a car again humorous goes they say right if it breaks again we can't fix it because i you will well, know but the nature of the blood flow reduces the more you break so your your bone gets like marble gets harder but the, the blood flows less which means you can't and if if you can't repair an arm it has to go so the wife said that's it <laughs> either either the bike or or I'm gone. You know, I'm not <laughs> next to. Um, I wonderful doctors in in Manchester um, put the scaffolding. You've seen them on legs and stuff like that. Well, they put the scaffolding and I, and I had a scaffolding for for a couple of years. Um, in that time, I I got up there again. I, I flew up to seventeen stone. So to go against that, I. Um, uh, to I, you know, I started doing gym stuff, and everybody thought I was mad because I've got the scaffolding. But I started doing rowing and you know all yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, my sister, my younger sister in California, she's big into the Spartan races. Yeah, yeah, she she's won her age group a few times and things like that. So that inspired me, and that's what I started going into, and that's how I got into running. I so I did that for a couple of years. I did quite well. 
I, I tended well 2019 was the last year and if I look at all my stats I got to like top 10 for my age group the over 50s so I was you know I was quite happy with that sort of thing but all the damage in the arms one shoulder and, and the arms meant that what was happening I, I, I freeze so it, it meant uh, sorry when all the swingy stuff I can't because my shoulder yeah. won't go back that much it basically meant I had to give them 30 burpees. So I always knew every race, I'd have to give them at least 120 burpees. And there's just a time. Anyway, um, a friend of mine at work, Colin Clegg, he sometimes listens to us. He's, he does everything. He's um, he on a mountain bike. He can run ultras. He uh, races lawnmowers. He's really inspirational. I thought, well, you know, why not try? I got a pair of old cheap sneakers on uh, back into 2019. Um, I'd already I'd gone to about 225 pounds at this point, um, which I was funny. I was laughing with Chris. I was actually heavier then than I was during Snowden with my backpack on. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, I just got out there and uh, do, did two things. Run, and I got, in, got this um, high-repetition burpees thing, military burpees. And between the two of them, so I'll, I'll throw out 200 burpees in a session or I'll do kettlebells or something like that and I'll just run. But I need to because my metabolism is obviously very slow and I'm just slowly more getting into running and less into that sort of stuff. Still keeping it up because I, yeah. I want to grow old disgracefully, you know, but, um, and I'm, but, but that's, that's it. That's, I mean, I can, I, you know, people from the, on the podcast want to appreciate this, but um, I, can, I can see you now and you've got movement in your arms, haven't you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, it's no, it's, 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 well, you'll see it. I've got yeah. lots of lots of stuff, pins yeah. and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all, you know, it's all fine. It's all great for the airport security. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that that's it. So this year, you know, I've done ten k's and and things like that. And I need to set myself real goals. I'm one of those people. It's a little bit like what Charlie was saying. I need to set crazy goals i need to do stuff that i don't think i can do yeah, yeah to ensure that i do it and and that's that's my motivation that's my therapy yeah i'm not saying that i need to do because of something but i need to be driven it needs to be something and and that's it that's that's my thing however i do feel lonely sometimes because i'm very secluded in my work and my thing and I, i'm just not where, where are you where, where, where oh, trolley lancashire is where i live yeah it's a lovely area, you know. My, we live in a wonderful. I call it a bit of an Edward Scissorhand world, but it's, um, you know, a wonderful sort of semi-detached world. You know, it's very pretty and everything like that. But the nature of the work, we all work from home, you see, especially mm -hmm. as technical people. So I'm very secluded, and everything I do is very secluded, including my training and stuff like that. So I came across a, a posting by Chris. Oh, it must have been three, three, four months ago. And he was on about the mental health side of things. Now, I, I won't say I suffer badly from mental health and stuff like that, but it did resonate with me, you know, on, on all the YouTubers and stuff like that. And there's some people, you know, Ed Buds and stuff that are really cool. But, but that resonated with me. And, and I started following you guys and the podcast via there. And I thought, well, I may as well join something because of the affiliation, you know, the, the mm -hmm. thing. And so I started running in your colors. That's it. So this year I started doing that. And next year, I've got three marathons lined up. So I've got, I'm doing Manchester, I'm doing um, Edinburgh, and I'm doing Loch Ness. Yeah. Well, I'll see you at Edinburgh fitness permitting. So I'll look forward to that. That'd be yeah. great. 
Tyson, I, feel- I mean, he's going to smash out about three and a half hours, so we might not see much of him. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, it, anyway, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So I've got my goals. I, I know my focus, and, and I know what I want to do. And and my thing is, well, I'll, I'll shut up and wait till I do it, and then you'll hear about it when I do mm. it. So, so how is um, – so you said you're relatively new to the community. How is the, the sort of, like, links and, you know, how how's that helped you tick along? Oh, it's good. Well, it, well, I'll tell you what I like about it. I'm a bit of a people watcher, obviously, being in you know, a thing. And it's it's good um, but hearing other people's motivation. That that gives me the motivation. Or at least it, 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 it makes me feel like I'm not alone. You know what I mean? I mean, like I said, there's Colin, and, and Colin's very uh, motivated and stuff like that. But it's just it, – it's, it's, it's different because we're work colleagues, you know. Um, mm. So once uh, that time finishes, we, we go off our own ways. So it, it just basically allows me to have sort of <laughs> a Billy No Mates which has a, a bit of friends, you know. It, 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 I know that sounds weird, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It just well, hopefully, you know, we might need to have connections. That's for sure. You know, there might be so, there might be a few people in your area up in Chorley or Preston around that way. That might be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not crime happy in my own company. So yeah. That that's fine, and you know, if I we have a year or two, I know there's uh, there's one or two of us in Bolton and stuff like that. Then maybe I will do push for getting one of those local affiliated clubs. Mm. Right now, though, I'm I'm being completely selfish. I've got my goals. I've got what I, I want to do, and this way I can come in like the Snowden climb when it's when it matches up. Everything matches up, and when not, I can go back and you know what? I go outside my door, and the world's my track. You know, yes, yeah. that's, that's a wonderful thing about running. That's great. That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's lovely to hear your story. And I hope, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's got, it's, um, you know, it's compact. But, um, you <laughs> yeah. know, you've, you, you found your way over, you know, through some pretty traumatic experiences. I would, you know, you know, you very, you seem a very, you seem very positive person. Yeah. Frame of yeah. mind yeah. After whatever, you know, that it maybe was it, you think you would, have, well, it's impossible to say, I suppose, whether you'd still be the same had it not been for, having these incidents happen well the accidents yeah yeah exactly i mean it's all i don't know being a fatalist and stuff like that i'm not very religious i I, I do read a bit of stoic stuff so it it is i kind of take it on as it it rolls you know that that, that's it and i think we all do to a certain extent don't we 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 just you know you you, that whole thing about life gives you lemons you know lemonade I'm, i'm a big believer in that that's all well thanks ever so much for coming so no i take my hat off to all four of you and chris and the other um yeah if i had a hat on i'd take it off to you and the other seven people i think it was was there 12 of you who went do you want to get Toe? can you remember al can you remember off the top of your head so we can give them a roll call so there was mel there was venetia there was hannah there was simon uh penny, was penny. I've forgotten someone. It's a bit like Chris, the dwarf. Chris. Oh, Chris. Oh, the other Chris. Chris. Yeah, there's two Christmas. Two Christmas. Yeah. So yeah, well, to- well, you know, we're all very proud of you. It was a great job, and you raised plenty of money for transition. So thank you, Charlie. Thank you, JBS, for coming on and sharing and telling us all about it. Please, you know, feel free to come back and see us again another well, time. It was lovely to see you. Mel shouting Carolyn. I just want to say, yeah. I was in yeah. trouble there. <laughs> You've had a mare. I've got a spare It's all going so well for the first hour. Oh. <laughs> this is what happens, you see. If we go past an hour, he turns into a pumpkin and his head goes to be locked up at eight o'clock. Yeah.
So we might not see Al next week, so we might have a vacancy for a question master. So we'll have to say. <laughs> so, Charlie and John, thanks very much for joining us. And thanks for everybody for listening again. Remember, uh, if you're not able to catch us live on either YouTube or Facebook at 7 o'clock on Friday, you can pick us up later and take us off on your long runs by downloading us at wherever you get your podcasts on the Spotify, Apple, uh, all the Amazon, all the people, you know, particularly particularly people in Slovakia, if we can boost up and get up to that number one running podcast spot, then uh, we'd be very grateful for that. But also, you know, it's great to it's great to hear from everybody. Thanks again. Uh, I said it earlier. Thanks again for everybody's best wishes you sent me um, after I did my marathon. Um, I found it a bit slow going for the last two or three weeks, but um, I think next week I'll be back in the game and uh, fighting fit and back on the trail to do it. So thanks ever so much, Tobe. Thanks for all your help, mate. It's lovely to see you. We'd all thought you'd been arrested, but here you are. Back again. Know, you haven't got a tag or anything. What? You've not got a tag or anything. No, that's why I have to wear the shorts, just to prove it. <laughs> Great to see you, mate. We'll see you next week. Al, we'll see you next week as well. I don't know what we're going to be talking about next week. Chris will come up with some sort of idea on Tuesday, and uh, then we'll um, we'll meet up again here, 7 o'clock or the, or the on email. Friday. Maybe go so, through some emails. Yeah, we might even find some emails. Send us your emails, please. Longmanshow at gmail.com. We would love to receive them. And uh, eventually we might get around to answer them. You never know. So thanks ever so much for joining us again. We shall see you again next week at 7 o'clock. Thanks very much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.